Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. Each week, I'll bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened. The planet, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way. There's always bigger, brighter waves to surf that will change our world. So grab your boards. Hello and welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh, and I have a special guest star surfer today with me in the studio, and it's Elizabeth Pendleton, and we are going to talk about the planets today. So Elizabeth Pendleton has been on the phone, uh, phone, on the the radio with me before. Um, She's a light worker, she's an astrologer, she's a Celtic harp musician, among other types of music that she plays and she's a songwriter and you can find her at elizabethsoracle.co and uh, she's always around um, to assist clients around the globe with readings looking at astrology charts the works so welcome elizabeth well hello there and hello surfers how are you guys doing i think we're all doing kind of kind of good i think it's a change of seasons and planets and retrogrades that are flying around right now after that summer i'm sure everybody's ready for it right (laughs) yeah it feels a little more structured right now and it's only the time of this recording is september 4th so uh, we're looking at a lot of planets in virgo so maybe we can start there you can give us the scoop on all this virgo energy Sure, yeah. So uh, Virgo is our sixth sign in astrology. It is concerned with daily routines, health, service. Um, It is a mutable sign, which means it brings a lot of flexibility. It is also one of our three earth signs. So we do get real, you know, we get a little more into the solidity of things and, you know, what's tangible, what's realistic. It's also uh, ruled by Mercury. It's one of Mercury's two astrological homes. So it does, it's associated with being calm, clear-headed, analytical, logical, reasonable, um, going through all the facts. It has a reputation for being meticulous and detail-oriented um, so that works very nicely. And as you said, Christina, right now we have um, the sun, Mercury, Venus, and Mars all in Virgo. And, of course, one of the big stories of 2019 is Saturn being at home all year in another Earth sign, and that is Capricorn, where, of course, Pluto is in for its long transit. And, of course, earlier... Um, you know, we had, we were talking about earlier in the year, I should say, to be clear, we were talking about Uranus being at home in the third earth sign for a very long time. And so, you know, when you have that much in one of the four, um, elements, you know, air, fire, water, earth, you go, wow, we've got a lot of that. (laughs) And, and, And a lot of you might've noticed a lot of you, I know your audience is very, attuned they probably noticed uh that we had a new moon in virgo just over this past weekend and if anybody's had the opportunity to be out at night i've been kind of going for walks around dusk and it's just been gorgeous like it's hard to believe how full this one you know how bright it is 
already first it's a baby moon you know what I mean you're like oh my god it's only three days old <laughs> it's huge um and so we have a lot of earth right now so as we've gotten through that summer you know that was so marked by the eclipses in July um, yeah. which eclipses don't you just don't it's not only limited to the day that they happen there's just this big build up to them but kind of where we have a lot in Virgo right now we had a lot of the personal planets in Cancer at the time and of course our friend Mercury <laughs> did his retrograde thing so it just kind of, I kind of get that like um, you know you just it's almost like cleaning, mopping the floor, and then you knock something else over full of water. And you have to be like, oh, Mercury, would you just get out of cancer and stop? Um, and so um, it's kind of, it's funny, not funny, but I'm seeing a lot of people still cleaning up yeah. things that were started during the retrograde. Um, so we're finally really coming out, you know, to where it's like, I mean, we're long past the shadow of it. So it's like, oh, my gosh, okay, any of that stuff that you guys have had going on in your life, um, the final piece is like, now you can file that away or that issue's been resolved and um, all of that. So what we come into is this period, like you were using the word structure. Yeah. And also what comes into our daily routines and practices, because Virgo of all signs is one of the most practical and it it's kind of like I think of it as the person who checks what's in the cupboard in the refrigerator before going to the grocery store or getting on Instacart or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, instead of trying to figure out what to make, we look at what we already have and see which ingredients or pieces are already present. Um, and Virgo's definitely associated with that sort of orderly, organized, uh, planned approach to things. So it's actually really helpful. Um, And again, I think a lot of people are feeling the energy of, wow, and especially in post-Labor Day, like summer is actually winding down because this is a mutable sign. It's preparing us for the new. And I feel like these next couple weeks are especially strong. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about that full moon um, in a sec but for you guys who are feeling like yeah I kind of do want a game plan as I look to the beginning you know look to the end of the year because right now we still have a lot of time you know right we have four months but if we don't have any clue as to how we're going to utilize those resources it all just kind of rolls into oh my god it's it's the holidays you know what I mean so this is such a great time of preparation, um, doing some, because it's Mercury ruled, taking some time out to journal or to ask yourself, what's important? What are my goals? You know, um, because the other two characters in our little menagerie there mm-hmm. <laughs> are Saturn and Pluto. Um, and while they are not Virgo, they're in Capricorn. It is a fellow Earth sign, which means these guys are trining and being in very supportive angles. And in fact, this week we have a bunch of uh, trines to Saturn um, the end of the week. Uh, we have actually Mars, which is our energy, our stamina, our drive, 
coming into an exact trine with Saturn. So if any of your listeners have been feeling like, man, I don't know why I decided, well, I wanted to go through my drawers. I wanted to throw out stuff that doesn't fit. I just, you know, it's like I'm doing spring cleaning. (laughs) That's been me like for the last week. (laughs) Yeah. And and it's just, I mean, because Virgo is great for discrimination and discernment where you just go, wait, that thing's two sizes big. It's been through the washing machine (laughs) a tad too many times. Might be better for the rag bag, you know, Um, or or just that kind of thing. And so any of you guys who've had the little bee in your bonnet about cleaning things up, going through file cabinets, it's not even just a stereotype, but it's really helping you detach from energies that are blocking you consciously or subconsciously because even if it's in the back of your mind that your garage is a mess or your closets are you know you you can't get through them it's slowing you down on some level because somewhere it's sitting there going oh you know you got to get to that so if you guys have felt kind of motivated to, to get in and clear things up this is such a great cycle and it will all be um, we're going to have a lot of this Virgo energy as long as Mars is there, which is through the beginning of uh, very beginning of October, third, fourth, depending on your time zone, it changes signs. But really, it's these next two weeks leading up to a huge full moon on the 13th, 14th, depending on your time zone. <laughs> uh, that that's re- this this moon is big because we have a kind of a with the Virgo thing, we have yes all that earth sign support that is the constructive supported and supportive aspect now Virgo is also 90 degrees away from the sign of Sagittarius which is where Jupiter is at home so it's going to be creating squares to all these planets as they go through and this in a certain way works with that idea of getting things in order because the squares with Jupiter are going to tell us where we're living excessively, um, where we're overdoing things again. Virgo is is very detail oriented, very meticulous. It's you know, and again, I'm not trying to stereotype anybody who's Virgo. Like I have a lot of hands in Virgo. I love Virgo actually, um, but it goes through the books. It's the accounting, and so we look at and again with Saturn being the neighbor uh, there in structured. Uh, Capricorn, it really just says, you know, here's the bottom line. Um, and Jupiter can be excessive or um, almost yeah. like get too inflated, overinflated. So we're at a time and we're building to our last square between Neptune and Jupiter on the 19th in the background. And that is the other. Uh, mutable sign that's in play right now is Pisces and Pisces is opposite of Virgo. You can think of them at nine o'clock and three o'clock on a, on a clock. And you can think of Sag at 12 o'clock. So we kind of have this T square action (laughs) going, which those of you who follow astrology know brings a lot of like things to a head or conflicts. And so Neptune's another one that can get out there in a different way that can lead to excesses. So we're building to this big full moon, which means the sun opposite the moon. Um, and that moon will be in Pisces naturally. That's what happens during the sun Virgo cycle. Um, but it's going to be amplified because Neptune is in the picture and in Pisces. 
and we're building to the big square on the 19th, the third one of the year. Um, so things that might have come up for people right as we were going into the eclipse season in June, that was the last uh, Jupiter-Neptune square. I feel like we're going to have one more crack at them and we're either going to be getting like a, yeah, that's not realistic for now, or it may be like, okay, this is why you had to wait and now it comes through. So you have a lot cooking (laughs) in that Virgo pot this year. Yeah, that Neptune always brings with it a little bit of illusion and kind of um, mistiness. It's like you can't quite pin it down and then Jupiter makes it bigger. So I do still sense that fog from over the summer that kind of came and went. And then now I'm so excited about the Virgo piece that I get to get a little structure back as I'm cleaning up everything. <laughs> I feel like I've been cleaning my closet since June wow, <laughs> over and so over good. again. And then, <laughs> you know, and now it's like, okay, that's almost going to be over. And then, you know, Pluto and Saturn, it's kind of like I've been waiting in the back of my mind for this big showdown between Pluto and and Saturn. And for me, I think of Pluto as being, um, it's so far away and yet it's so uh, transformative that I have a hard time thinking about it as some, you know, planet or whatever they call it now, um, so far away from our solar system because I think it's been changing so many different things. Right, right. It's a it's such a long transit. Um, the the Pluto thing is for you guys um, who might be new. Um, Pluto went into Capricorn in two thousand eight, and it's there through um, two thousand twenty three. So yeah. this is a sometimes with those longer runs, you think of the water shaping the rocks down at the ocean. Um, and, and so, and actually when it, uh, it's, um, I'm looking at my actual dates here. Sorry. It's the, um, 2024. Um, it's the first time January 21st that it, uh, ventures into Aquarius, but of course it does a retrograde that year as it always does. Um, so it won't really leave, um, Capricorn to the very end of 2024. So that is a long, and that's our longest transit. And it is shaping all the things that Capricorn deals with, government, banking, institutions, and, and Pluto is the reformer. So, we, you know, we've seen that since it started. I mean, the, the crisis was underway, but my thesis has always been, and I think you've known me long enough, speaking of Saturn, mm-hmm. I really think it was Saturn getting into Virgo, who we're talking about now, in yeah. 2007. Um, that was September. I, I remember that year, and I remember saying to people, oh, now it's coming. Saturn's going to go through those books. <laughs> I'm always saying Virgo's a kind of a bookkeeper kind of sign. You'd like a Virgo for a bookkeeper because um, they're so detail-oriented, meticulous. And I remember in 2007 uh, when it went in there, people say, well, what's Saturn going to do in there? And I said, oh, my gosh, we have Saturn, which is the law, and it's the structure, and it's the limit. You know, it's it's like, you know, when people are, get a credit card limit and it's like, yeah, you hit the limit. <laughs> and, um, I, and, and it's interesting because that was going on for about a year mm-hmm. before the real quote unquote meltdown. But I think Saturn was showing us what was about to come and, and all of that, because again, we're, we're dealing with Virgo, which gets into the facts and the analysis 
um, and is very realistic about things in, you know, Saturn is stern and sober and uh, austere. Um, mm-hmm. And that word came into vogue during all of that. Um, so, yeah, I think that um, those those guys are good for keeping us um, in check and not letting the Neptune thing take us too far out there. Because um, Neptune can. It, I mean, this is like associated with drugs and, you know, I think of it as the 60s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like it's like your summer of love all over again, <laughs> personally. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I mean, on the on the other, you know, on the pro-Neptune side of, of the argument or the, and the pro-Pisces side, um, if we're too rigid and uh, overly logical and analytical and not allowing enough room for spirit to come in and create a little magic or to pull us, help us step back enough to see things in a in the broader sense, um, Neptune is great for that and for creativity. So if you have a bunch of, you know, you've, you've gone through all your sets of numbers or whatever, and you're thinking, what's a creative way to sort of reorder this or redo this? You know, that's where you can work with the Neptune energy. And again, this big full moon that we're building to, and then of course the Jupiter Neptune square and go, okay, you know, I always consider times when the moon is going through Pisces, um, and right now as we're connecting with Neptune and its big long transit of Pisces mm-hmm. to be great for meditation, reflection, and anything where you're receptive and that may take doing an artistic thing, um, things people enjoy to doing, playing an instrument or getting out a, you know, if you have paints or coloring books or, you know, those adult coloring books, just things where you're just like, ah, I'm just going to create something or cooking sometimes is that kind of release for people where you stop trying to figure it out and you leave enough room there to come in. Yeah. And if you have that eureka moment. Yeah. So there's a, there's a definitely a benefit. And the other thing I wanted to say about this big moon that we're building to on that 13th, 14th, um, we, uh, then, right at that same time, Venus and Mercury change signs and move on into Libra. <laughs> so, where I was saying Virgo prepares us and completes things and puts things in order, and like again, like we're finishing out some of the stuff that came up during the retrogrades and the eclipses. Now we're like, okay, now that that's resolved, that's no taking up time and space of my day. Um, what do I want to do now with that free time or with that extra space? Um, and so this initiation energy starts to come through and, and we notice it in full when the sun actually goes into Libra. We call it autumn equinox here in the northern hemisphere, but that's a cardinal sign. So we move into that energy of moving forward and um, taking charge. And then, like I said, Mars, which is our motivation, Mm-hmm. is um, going to move into Libra next on the third or fourth, depending on your time zone. So, you know, then then that really picks up the energy there. So, yeah, just we're, we're kind of in that time of flux. And I think people are probably seeing a little bit of both, where it's like, yeah, there's a clearing kind of thing, but I'm also getting inklings of what I'm doing next and how I want to do it. And um, Mars definitely is is part of that whole motivation thing that you're talking about, Christina, where you're just like, I don't know. I just had to 
clean out some stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I do feel like it's at least wrapping up. So that's good. But so um, in your experience, Elizabeth, how have you worked with other planets? So you talked about, you know, sitting out and looking at the stars at night. So um, is how do you do that? Like, how do you get into connection or communication with any of these like astrological or astronomical forces? Well, there's a, there's a couple of things that um, I recommend. Um, one, we could look at the signs themselves and two, we could look at the planets themselves. And um, when we deal with those, we can look at a variety of energies and then the how to use them, you know, that's a very good, like, Virgo question. Like, let's get practical. <laughs> let's take something as nebulous and crazy as Neptune. <laughs> and go, how do we, well, how do we, it's oceanic. What are we going to do with the whole ocean, <laughs> you know? But um, the way that, that, there's so many ways to work with them. Like that one, for example, if you're really feeling stuck, like you are, um, you know, maybe you are a creative person and, and you know, people who've had to do this for a living, writers, um, people in marketing, whatever it is where you have to keep coming up with something new, you can have writer's block or a burnout period. And Neptune is a great way to rejuvenate oneself or to get back in touch with the creative muses. And so things that I would recommend to people are um, you could make a playlist that does have like some of that out there psychedelic kind of music that makes you just go like, whoa, you know, <laughs> what was Jimi Hendrix on Jimmy now? Um, you can also work with colors, you know, and when I say work with colors, I think we're all, you know, pretty busy. We don't always have time to like create from scratch, but we all look at our phones and our tablets like, uh, gosh, I just saw some numbers that was, it was an alarming amount of times that we're all doing this a day. Um, but if we're doing it, at least make it healing. So you could put either an image of an ocean or water on there. So it's just kind of going into your psyche constantly. Mm-hmm. And what I also recommend is, and you can do, anybody can do this with like the basic word program on their, on their phone or their photo editing is write a word on it. If there's some kind of transition, um, so it, it could just, be an affirmation. I'm in flow, um, which would be very popular around here. Yes. <laughs> um, all is flowing well. I am at peace. You know, ideas come easily. Any of those things. And so that way, especially like a home screen where you don't even have all those apps kind of blocking it every time you pick up your device, you know, and if that's if you feel like your mind is too like oh no I'm in my block <laughs> you know what I mean I and sometimes affirmations give people anxiety because I've, you know what I mean you, we've been in this long enough you see people like no say you have you know a hundred thousand dollars more put an extra zero in your bank account and you're like yeah and I don't think I better write a check <laughs> for something that's not actually there you know that little conundrum that I've heard about a thousand spiritual you know teachers yeah. talk about and there's a there's a range of debate so what you might want to do to not get your mind all confused is just put the Neptune glyph which is that that trident of of the god Neptune in astrology, we use that and let it just, you know, in a very Carl Jungian, 
you know, symbology and, and let the subconscious pick up on it, um, that your problems are being solved. Creativity is coming in. You are more at peace, but just, you know, even doing all that is too much mental gymnastics, just, just putting it there. And they, the one I was thinking about when you were asking me about that to like, we were talking about the show is I thought about the sun. I feel like the sun is very overlooked. (laughs) Yeah. um, I bug the sun a lot. Yeah. I really do. You know, and the sun, I mean, come on, it's, it's all of our vitality. Um, and, uh, I, it might just be cause I'm a Leo, (laughs) but, um, gotta give props to the sun and you could work with that with literally, you guys just think about the colors that we associate it with amber, bright, happy yellows. Um, so again, screensaver kind of thing or some image where the sun's in it and it's pretty and you just go, Oh my God, I love that. You know, the sunshine, a little happy face, whatever it is. Um, and, uh, in that glyph is just a circle with a dot in the middle of it for you guys who may just want to make your own, you know what I mean? Um, and, and just connecting with the ideas that it's revitalizing you, it's bringing you bringing your optimism back, your enthusiasm back, and bringing your life force back online if you've felt depleted. So the sun is definitely an energy that we could work with. And you may, you know, go out and spend a little time in it and actually feel those rays come in or sit in a window or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, you know, same thing with the moon. I mean, so um, and, and if like, there's so many apps that show us where the planets are right now, you can see Jupiter and you can see Saturn at night. And so you could have a real physical connection with them, but you can also, again, just work with their symbols and yeah. how those may be helping you in your, your current situation. Yeah. I like, I mean, those symbols, like after I, after I have finally learned them, <laughs> I want to use them, uh, especially Mercury with this little, you know, hat on top of his little glyph. Um, you know, I got Venus and Mars down finally, Saturn and Jupiter. I can tell the difference. So it's like these glyphs are just are a really easy, fast way to remind yourself of kind of the energies you want to work with or bring into your aura or your space or, you know, where wherever you're sort of going. I think uh, the sun, like you've been saying, I definitely have been like bringing in solar energy. Like that's one of the things I do all the time. Um, but I want to talk a little bit more about this. So we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about working with the planets. This is Christy Walsh. We hope you're enjoying the surf today. Come find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing, on SoundCloud or Facebook at Surfing the Psychic Waves, and check out the archives on inflowradio.com. I would love to hear what waves you're surfing right now. For live shows, here's the number to call. 
1-760-456-7277. That number again, 1-760-456-7277. We're back surfing the psychic waves, and today we are surfing the waves of the planets. This is Christy Walsh, and my guest today is Elizabeth Pendleton. She's an astrologer, lightworker, musician. You can contact her for readings at elizabethsoracle.co. So welcome back, Elizabeth. Hello, and hello to everyone listening. Thank you for rejoining us and staying tuned. (laughs) (laughs) So we've been talking about the planets and kind of how to work with their different energies and using their glyphs or their little symbols that you see on astrology charts. Um, It's kind of a quick way to remind yourself of the energy you want to be in or use in whatever situation you find yourself in. Um, And it's it's kind of a quick, like some folks are very drawn to using tarot and pulling a card and using that card for the day and that sort of image and it's something similar and maybe it it goes a little deeper because it's a planet where you can use these planetary symbols um so what planet would you be sort of working with right now elizabeth there's um there's a couple of things and to you know kind of um uh, backtrack and elaborate a little bit more on what you were just saying. It's interesting. I've, I've worked with a Crowley deck for, I mean, ever, you know, like yeah. it's going on 30 years. And, you know, he was wise enough to actually, if you look at the cards, he's got a lot of the planetary glyphs in there. Mm-hmm. And I think what he was aware of is really what Carl Jung was talking about is the incredible power of, of the mind to absorb symbols and that, you know, it's a symbolic way of communication that bypasses the, you know, that busy, active, you know, part of the mind, again, that can get overly rigid or analytical. And so I feel like this this is like a shortcut to that subconscious area that, that the symbols being around just sort of seep in and so I would say, you know, for people who really have resistance um, about things, you know, just try putting, you know, the symbol and you guys could also um, get creative and, and, you know, make a little eight by 10 of it and put it on a wall, you know, as a printout. And again, in colors that appeal to you, because I think we're all drawn to colors that our auras and our, our you know, light yeah. systems need. Um, and we don't always have to know why, but there's a palette, you know what I mean? And so putting that symbol for, even if it's the one you think, you know, um, is the most difficult to work with. And it's kind of funny. So that leads to your question when you're going, which one are you working on? I am, (laughs) I'm kind of a huge fan of Pluto and it's, (laughs) building as you know to a huge conjunction with Saturn I like those guys a lot of people don't like those guys <laughs> and I kind of you know um I I like them um you know but Pluto's kind of scary you know it, I mean it really is all that like underworld getting to the deepest recesses of the psyche the real shadow self stuff and um, it's retrograde now, so it's digging up a lot. And we've seen that, you know, since mm-hmm. April, since it's gone there and it's had all these connections. It had a connection with the North Node this year. 
and Saturn has opposed the North Node and it's getting ready for its third opposition of the year to the North Node. And the North Node has been in Cancer. That's been part of the whole eclipse and Mercury retrograde in Cancer, all that stuff. Um, and Cancer is where we have healing and particularly in familial issues and childhood and all of those things. And so I feel like, you know, back, I guess it was April 4th, that Pluto opposed the North Node and kind of said, boom, you know, what's what's unhealed here? <laughs> and, you know, we all would rather go do something else, you know, and numb ourselves and run away from that. And as you and I talked about on a couple of shows, that whole trauma and transformation thing, um, and Pluto helps unearth it, but we can't just, like, dig it up like an earthquake with no preparation or, or plan to to just you know, pull up a bunch of toxicity. We got to have our kind of psychic hazmat suits and be ready to, you know, um, deal with it. So, so that's a big one because it's getting ready to Pluto and Saturn are going to meet in January around another, um, important moon and Capricorn stellium. Um, and, and this is, you know, another part of the eclipse series that we're in. So those, um, are important also because I, I feel like we, yeah. um, I think it's one of those things I see people struggle with and it's been one of my big spiritual questions too is the messy emotions, you know, what do we do with those? Because they are our truth, you know, <laughs> and well, yeah. everybody would like to have the friendly face or whatever, it's like dealing with the, you know, the difficult stuff. So Pluto is a way to like, you know, and you can work with that in whatever form could be creativity, writing, music, whatever, to, to pull that stuff up um, with the idea that, that Pluto, though, is the transformer, or the reformer. So we are trying to move it out of our space and heal it ultimately. But, um, yeah, well, it's it's getting ready to come uh, online and be direct at the beginning of October, too. So, again, a lot of things that have been dug up from April through the beginning of October and of September, um, you know, for people who feel like, oh, yeah, you know, I didn't even realize that this thing still triggered me. So it'd be a good time to still dig in and and pull that up, get it on the table, and then, then, you know, really figure out what you want instead. How would this look differently? Yeah. So uh, going back to that Pluto sort of energy of transformation, I noticed that I don't really know what to do with Saturn when I think about Saturn in this sort of aspect that Pluto and Saturn are doing their thing and highlighting this sort of north node in cancer so i've been focusing more on pluto and that what if i just kind of keep my my attention and my sort of commitment to the energy on transformation and then i'm not sure what to do with saturn as far as like discipline and i don't know doing things the right way or it's like i can't quite get there but if i focus on the commitment um to this Pluto transformation, whatever that is, it kind of frees me up a little bit where I I can tell myself, okay, I'm having these really messy emotions right now. <laughs> it looks really awful. <laughs> it's not very pleasant for whoever I'm interacting with, but I'm committed to my transformation. So that's kind of how <laughs> I've been working with it. I, I'm sorry for the people around me, but still, 
at least I felt like I had a plan and maybe that's the Saturn piece of it is that I made this little plan or this pact with myself and that's what I'm doing at least through January. But uh, I'm not sure how it's, how well it's going. (laughs) Well, there's a, there's a lot in there and there's, I think a lot you're seeing to a lot that people are experiencing and, and, you know, these waves of energy that come through and we're like, Oh my God, (laughs) Is in and, and I, I say for people who think you know like oh I've got all my stuff handled or whatever just wait till the next time some little thing triggers you and then don't stay with it just on the surface oh that guy cheated me out of this or he said he was gonna do the job for this much and now he's trying to charge me twice as much you know what I mean whatever it is it's it's not like that's kind of the gift and you go why the heck am I <laughs> Like, why am I going nuclear over this, right? And so it can, if you stay with it long enough, you can trace it back to, like, what are some of the origins? What are some of the messy touchstone things, you know, that are underlying it? Again, that deep, dark psyche, you know, the shadow stuff. Um, But like you said, again, and maybe this is, you know, again, with our putting the glyphs, the North Node has a glyph. It was kind of like a horseshoe um, that's where the bell is on the top kind of thing. Um, And it's in cancer right now, which is healing and nurturing. And maybe you find an image could be, maybe you just don't even want to see humans. (laughs) You just, Mm -hmm. you find a mother lion or bear protecting her cubs. And you're like, oh, you know, because you see the vulnerability of the young or wolves or whatever, you know, some little birds, you know, something where you see the young and then you see, you know, the ferocious protection um, and you kind of say, well, that's I would like that in my life. Just some part of my psyche. Maybe it's a guide. Maybe it's, you know, whatever it is mm-hmm. that's, you know, always making sure I'm safe. That's on the prowl, you know, like protecting um, and, and then you get to, you know, mature and, and, and so like that cancer glyph g- gives into your North node. So like a bit of the direction, cause I think you're right. You spoke to something that's so important, which is not getting stuck in our story, right? <laughs> it's like a broken record after a while. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm starting to get confused about like, well, my God, what was my story? <laughs> Like, what was I talking about like six years ago or 12 years ago or more? Like, what was that all about? So it's I'm noticing something transient about just all the stories I've ever told myself. So, right, and what would you let? How would you like it to be different? You know, yeah. again, this fun writing and, and Virgo is a great time for writers. Again, Mercury ruled. This is such a great time for journaling. And even if you think, ah, you really sit down for three, you know, however long it goes, you might be surprised of all the stuff that kind of pours out right now. Because, and again, of working with Mercury, you know, you can always, isn't that the, like, you feel like you're hearing the show in November and you're like, oh, Mercury moved out of Virgo. Um, it's like, no, just draw your Mercury glyph, glyph and, and, start writing you know but but also say you know what how would the story end better you know what's my ultimate like kind of and they all lived happily ever after or what's Mm -hmm. your moment of that where would things be and how would you feel you know um and is if that's different than where you're where you are now that's where the saturn structure i think comes in 
um, because it can help us build practices um, that bring us to more of what we want, Um, but it will ask us to show up regularly. (laughs) Doesn't really let us get out of practice, you know what I mean? Like if you want to be on the World Cup team, (laughs) you you better, you got to hit the soccer field, you know, every day, Um, whether you're tired or it's rainy or it's, you know, you just, you know, there is a, a distinction between, you know, really, you know, playing um at one level or another so saturn really helps sort that out so uh, and again we can look at our resistance to like doing Mm -hmm. that you know and maybe that's a commitment to the old story so yeah there's a lot of places um we can go with with these energies however it's inevitable saturn and pluto are meeting (laughs) they are conspiring for a big powwow um, in early January, around the 10th, that whole period, 10th, 12th, you know, as we build to a huge uh, moon there, um, and all that um, Capricorn energy um, that, again, is structured and, and very related. It's going to be the next time we have such a gathering in Earth sign, so it's kind of good that we're talking about it now mm-hmm. um, while we have the Virgo stellium happening Right, because we'll get the sun in Capricorn, and then you have Pluto and Saturn sort of meeting in January of 2020. And then I guess there's other yeah. signs yeah, the happening. Yeah, planet Mercury is usually around there. I predict it's in there, probably Venus. I haven't, I haven't put yeah. up the chart um, in a little bit. And but, then um, Uranus yeah, it's, it's is still in Taurus. Yeah, yeah, it, it's um, and it should be coming out of its slumber about then. It usually goes direct, um, you know, in January, early January. So, um, but yeah, it's in in our other um, Earth sign, and but it's also that awakener. Um, there's a great book by Howard Seth Fortas, um, one of my favorite astrologers, um, and it's on Uranus and it's something of the gods. Um, but uh, he. Uh, he he shows a lot of case studies of people's lives when Uranus did its transit. It does about a seven-year um, transit in this past May. That's what we were talking about. It finally settled into Taurus for the whole seven years. And and you guys got to pull up your charts and go, what's, what's Uranus going to stir up over these next seven years in my chart? And that's very easy to do. You just pull up your chart, see what's in Taurus or which house that is for you. Because even if you don't have a planet there, it's still going to impact that house. But Howard, it was just—it's a great book, um, and uh, it's Howard Seth Bordas on um, Uranus, and uh, you know it shows very practically, like oh, you know, it really cleaned up what was going on for someone in this area of their life or that area, um, and it—and it's very specific. So when we know that things, these things are happening we can work with it um, so the the chaos that it brings in or the changes, it's the awakener, the quickener, the, um, mm-hmm. the sometimes people associate it with um, chaos, but sudden change. Um, but it's really there, to, it's evolutionary, it's, it's there to push us into the next phase. Um, and so when things have, we've outgrown them, but we're human, so we always want things to stay the same, even if we're miserable. <laughs> yeah. we, we're, it's funny. It's just one of our little conundrums, you know what I mean? You have to have the courage to actually make the make changes. The change. um, yeah. Or Uranus is just going to make things 
so uncomfortable that they get forced, you know, and sometimes, you know, it comes in in a really rough way for people. So I'd say get out your chart, look where especially Uranus, um, Neptune, and Pluto are even these Saturn transits because it's two and a half years, you know, that it spends, you know, really, you know, kind of bearing down on, a, on an area of your life um, to get it in order, you know. Um, this is what you learn. This is your discipline. These are your lessons. It's the taskmaster. You know, it's a little out of order here. Um, so, yeah, those, those two are interesting. Very different ways of working, but they're, you know, and two different transits. But, you know, they, again, we kind of, I think that our birth chart is kind of what we signed up to conquer this time um, and resolve. And so the, the movements of the planets give us some insight about, like, which area it's time to work on, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think um, when you first get your chart read um, or when you first sort of stumble upon this information, it's really hard to kind of wrap your brain around that you kind of had a plan before you showed up on this planet this lifetime. And you're like, I would pick that. (laughs) So there's a little (laughs) bit of resistance of like, what do you mean I'm going to be working on my workspace? Like what? Well, you know, why would I do that? So I think... Um, looking at your own chart and then comparing it to kind of where the planets are in the sky at any particular day, um, has been really sort of helpful. Like the cosmic calendar of like, let's say sun and and Virgo today, like I'm noticing I'm have I'm feeling pretty good. (laughs) I'm not having a bad day, nothing like that. Uh, but when I am having a bad day, I had tracked uh, you know, a couple of years back, kind of where those bad days were and kind of what was happening with my astrology chart. And so I, I do think, um, you, you do learn so much about yourself and what's affecting you, I guess, or what can well, be yeah. affecting you. Yeah. And just real yeah. briefly, there's a, there's an app and I'm not affiliated. It's not a, like I'm not trying to sell anything, but it's called Astro Gold. And I know it's a, it's a paid one, but it's not, it's not like an ongoing subscription. You just buy it once, but you can do a configuration where you put in your birth chart and it compares two charts. And so then you, you do another chart for current location. And so every day, um, you just open up this app and on the current, you know, uh, chart, you just hit here and now, and then you go hit another button, then you can literally see the two charts in one graph. Mm -hmm. And so you can literally see where the current planets are in relation to your chart. Your chart could be the inner or outer wheel or vice versa. You know what I mean? But you literally get to see where the current planets are and in relationship to what your birth planets are. So that's a good way to kind of check in on those guys um, <laughs> um, and, yeah. and see that more immediate, like, how is it, where are they next to my stuff? And to keep up on it. So to, and as you're learning, and, and believe me, I've been studying astrology, gosh, like, you know, years, but, and that I still keep learning. So just know it's, it's a journey and you're you're just going to go deeper and into more layers of it, you know, so don't be intimidated or feel like, Oh my God, it's, I don't understand all these symbols and things. Just one, one thing at a time and the right information will come to you as you're ready to process it. I really believe that. Yeah. I, that's kind of how I started, um, 
after I got over the initial shock of my birth chart, then I <laughs> would just sort of notice what would grab me on any particular day. Like, was it the glyph of Saturn or Jupiter or, what, or maybe the moon would jump out as I look at the chart and I'd be like, huh, I wonder where the moon is today. And so I just kind of kept playing with it without having a real, um, you know, sort of background in astrology and like kind of just started to explore that way first. Uh, later on, I had uh, input from other astrologers along the way, but it's, it's so personal and yet so available. There's just so much information out there about astrology. It's really kind of cool and it's been around forever. So that's good. Yeah. There's a lot of people that have been on your journey <laughs> looking at their yeah. chart and being Thousands like, what's with years. the moon? Yeah. yeah. So I do, that is some sort of comfort for me that people have been yeah. looking at astrology charts for years. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, people have been trying to just figure it out, whatever it is for years. For thousands of years. So yeah, it's, I, like, it's like a timing thing. It's comforting to me. It's it's there. It's consistent. Yeah. It's consistent. I think the sort of um, descriptions about the planets, um, even from a astronomy sort of level, and mm -hmm. when they talk about Mercury or Mars or even Jupiter, and it, it's, it's been really helpful. Um, but I think uh, we're, I think we're getting this interesting chance this year. 2019 to sort of prepare for like this big uh, sort of event in January 2020 with the Pluto Saturn um, conjunction. Yeah. Conjunction, yeah. I'm still not quite uh, at ease saying words like pair, you know, conjunction or it's a square or it's a T square. I'm not quite there yet, but um, you know, I like that these planets are conjoining. Things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I like that even after January 2020, there's other planets that are going to play around. They're going to meet up. They're going to not talk to each other for a while. Then they're going to come back and be friends again <laughs> or be in alignment. Well, or something. yeah, if you do it long yeah. enough, you'll remember. It's like, like, like now, you know, Saturn's only, you know, four signs over from that Virgo thing, but I'll always remember. Saturn going into Virgo and me going, oh, yeah, we're, we're about to, like, that housing thing, that yeah. bubble is about to break, you know, and I, I mean, I was clear, I wasn't even trying to be like, oh, I'm predicting, blah, blah. it was just, this is like, you know, astrology seems so basic to me, oh, Virgo goes through the numbers and the details and actually starts looking at those crazy loans when it, you know, because before that, it was, you know, Saturn was in Leo. We all know Leo. I'm a Leo. Like, what well, Leo's, we love us a party, you know, like, the, you know, the bill be damned, you know. And so Saturn has a hard time with Leo because they're both, you know, Leo wants what it wants. It, it's fixed. And Saturn's trying to impose some discipline. And that does not always um, go together. It's kind of funny. Yeah, you'll live through these transits that you guys are learning. And you'll go like, oh, yeah. Or, and it could be one of the shorter ones when Mars goes into Libra. That would really motivate you to cr create relationships and to mingle and get out there and to expand your social horizons and particularly be more um, enthusiastic or, or relentless in your pursuit of partnerships. So it could be one of those, those two months 
you know, windows that open every two years are like, I'm working with that. I'm getting back on the dating site. I'm putting, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, so, so we can work with them and then bring them into like a real, real world lab, so to, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, the real, worldness and tracking where the current planets are and then comparing to your chart. And there's many ways to do that. Um, many programs out there to do that. Um, it's, it's pretty helpful. I think, um, so we have a new, uh, tell me about the moon again next week. Uh, we have a big full moon in Pisces, uh, the 13th, 14th, that time in there. And that's just, again, integrating um, on one hand, the logical Virgo side, on the other, the dreamy, artistic. And so maybe it's anybody who struggles with how do I put my art into a more disciplined, consistent form. And I know this just from working with so many artists in musical times, you know, you don't want yeah. it to be overly rigid and yet you can't be a complete space case and not show up to rehearsal. You know what I mean? Like it's fun. So it's, it's uh, that's a, that's a, another little conundrum um, to work on, but um, we can definitely download a Pisces Neptunian infusion around that moon yeah. and, and where do we need to be more flexible, how to tap into the bigger, all that is, you know, meditation and my, my right course or place in life right now, you know, really cool Piscean ideas to tap into with that energy. Oh, that's great. Well, I just yeah. want to thank you for being on the show today. I think we covered a lot of ground, a lot of planets again, um, the show, and uh, there's a lot to look forward to and a lot to, you know, jump in to different energies over the next couple of months. And so we'll check you check in with you again um, before year end, just to see what now what's happening. It's like this story that just never ends. <laughs> this it's astrology about 26,000 years for it to go around. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So thank you so but, much for serving the you. psychic ways with us today. All right. Thank you. All right. So stay tuned for more with the Venus Android show next and then some of the next traffic. for surfing the psychic waves with me today on inflowradio.com. You can find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing or find me surfing the psychic waves on SoundCloud or on Facebook and let me know what waves you're surfing. This show is brought to you by inflowradio.com the best curated talk radio network for personal development, wellness, spirituality, and conscious business.